Hello and welcome to Blonde Moments Podcast. My name is Melinda Collins. And I'm Gina Bogie. And this is session number one of full quarantine. So if you notice the sound is a little different, it's because we're not with each other. (laughs) I mean, I can still see you because we're doing video while we're doing this too. But yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. We're not getting hammered, you know, and looking lovingly. Speak for yourself. (laughs) I guess that's that's only fair. I am drinking a glass of truly. So I'm drinking a glass of red wine. You're just super fancy. So I wanted to tell you something that was hilarious. So our very first episode, we were talking about fetishes and we both thought the vajankle was insane, right? Yeah, it was disgusting. And I had said we were like, who would get one of those? And I'm like, oh, well, Jax from Vanderpump Rules would get one of those vajankles because he had like a foot ex- obsession. I swear to God, I said it in an episode. I was watching Vanderpump Rules this past Monday and he got a vajankle as, no. as a present. That thing is so like flippy, no. flimsy. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. But I was like, okay, I obviously. <laughs> you were on to something. I hit the nail on the head with that one for sure. So. Ew, so was he like using it? No, he got it. It was his 40th birthday and one of his buddies got it for him for a gift. Oh but they had like, God. they were making him take shots out of it. And it no. was. <laughs> no. It was making they me so gross. They showed on TV, like the top of the vajankle. No, they just showed the foot part. Oh, but man. that thing—it was like limp. It was just totally. It was so yeah. Gross. So like, how would that be exciting to fuck it if it was limp? I have right? no clue. A vagina shouldn't be floppy. Maybe like the ankle part's a little bit more firm. I'm like <laughs> making like this motion. <laughs> no. Um, maybe that part's firm, but then the foot is kind of like flimsy, like a real foot. I don't know. But now I've, I want to get my hands known, on one. I'm going to say we should actually order one and just really <laughs> see what it's all about. <laughs> I volunteer for it to stay at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never known a pussy to be floppies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say the vajankle being floppy is a, is a flop. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't have a penis, but maybe that's like one of the incentives of it. Maybe it just feels different. Maybe there's a fetish out there for a floppy tutu. Yeah, maybe. So See, I said I've, tutu for just for you. Thank you. I think. I think. I think <laughs> you've officially hit your your using the word pussy quota last episode. So now we're done. We can't no. ever say it again. <laughs> no. I enjoy the word. I I like it. I can't help it. I mean, it doesn't bother me. We haven't had any complaints thus far. This is so weird. It is. I never imagined a million years we would be recording like this. Usually we're like right next to each other, like playing footsie. and Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously the coronavirus is still like top of the news. I mean, it's it's on the news every day. Like you can't get away from it, right? Because it is very right. serious and it is very scary. I found this article and I actually heard about this too. I was going to see if you had um, the woman who was arrested for coughing all over grocery produce. I had heard something about that, but then there was another, I think there was a woman in Walmart who coughed and spit 
at the cashier and said she had coronavirus. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. That? She was arguing with her over the bill or yes. something, right? Right. People are like, nuts. Like, what's wrong with people, That's right? disgusting. Well, this okay. woman, she was arrested and charged with felony counts of terrorist threats, threats to use a biological agent, and criminal mischief. She was also hit with misdemeanor counts of criminal attempt to commit retail theft and disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. Cops say the woman, Margaret Serco entered the store and made verbal threats, saying that she was sick while intentionally coughing and spitting on merchandise. She then attempted to steal a 12-pack of beer. From- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> of course, right? The store right? before being ordered to leave by employees. Said her bail's been set at $50,000. I mean, I don't, I'd say a felony charge for that is fair. You know, like it's not yeah. funny. And the owner said that, that it was about $35,000 worth of product that had to be thrown oh away. Oh my God. That's a lot. And it sucks then because who pays for that, right? You know, it just comes out right. of the poor grocer's back pocket. That was like that person yeah. who was licking those ice cream. And then putting it back. You what? heard about that person. That was a while no. ago. That There was a person who video, rec- like they recorded themselves opening up an ice cream, like take the lid off, licked it, put the lid back on, put it back in the freezer no. department. Mm-hmm. That's fucking disgusting. Disgusting. No. Yeah. See, so- I am a weirdo about stuff like that. Like if I op- bought an ice cream and went home and opened it and there was no like foil seal, I yeah, would I- eat it. I think it was maybe Blue Bunny. They don't normally, they didn't normally have that seal over it. Pretty gross. I'd be convinced that somebody put like acid on it or something, you know. I'd be like, I'm going to eat. I know someone from like back in the day. Of course you do. (laughs) She did not like someone and so she put acid in their water. And the person drank the water, and this is very fitting because today's episode is on drugs, and the person had no clue that they were ingesting LSD and proceeded to, like, trip balls and really wig out because they didn't know what was happening. I just wouldn't think that somebody would share their drugs, so I'm surprised. I don't think that acid is very expensive. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've personally never done acid. I've never tried it. I've always been Me too either. scared to. But from I don't think that it's that expensive. And if you don't like somebody and you're trying to get back at them for something, like, I guess. Damn. And uh, I don't think people... that she ever told the person either. Because she could because I think the person ended up having to go to the hospital. Like, you know, all this stuff happened. So then if she admitted at that point that she did it, then she's in a lot of trouble, right? If they don't know what they took, how do they figure out that it was acid? I don't know that the person ever did. But yeah, I'm sure at the hospital, they <laughs> they probably figured out their her side effects and was like somebody spiked something, you know. Or she's like, I swear, I swear, I never took anything and they're all looking at her like "Mm -hmm." like yeah right sure you didn't Mm -hmm." like okay you druggy but that story reminds me of one night when me and you were out and there was a local (laughs) car dealer who came (laughs) yes so we were out was it it was um a sushi restaurant next door to carnivore where we worked and, and I believe we were having a drink and some sushi after work. Like yes. We were tired. We were hungry. And I don't remember all of the details and because I have a horrible memory, but maybe you can fill me in on he all this. He kept trying to buy us drinks and we were like, no, we're good. We're good. Thank you. We're good. Thank you. Because we were like, we don't want your drinks. 
This is and like like if you heard this car dealer's name, you would know it if you lived in Wisconsin. Oh, you know, 100%, like hundred percent. Yeah, all the commercials, everything. Yeah. So this is like a popular <laughs> car dealer. Well, he kept bothering us. Like he just would not leave us alone. Wouldn't leave our table. So we went, we got our food. He's like, "What is that? What are you eating? What's that roll? What's you know?" Like he just wouldn't stop. So we went to the bathroom to like escape said person and before we know it he's in the bathroom dumping a baggie of cocaine onto the women's bathroom counter and was like getting lines ready i was because we were like looking at each other like jaws on the floor like did he really we tried to get away from him and here (laughs) he's following us in here he's an older man he's an older man too it wasn't like he's just this like and God, we were in our 20s, like this young, yeah. hip guy who I uh, <laughs> could not believe that happened. He was like, you guys want some want some Coke? And we were like, no. <laughs> we're good. Don't, we, I don't left want... him, we left him there in the bathroom like, with all want... of his cocaine. So he must have either done it or put it back. I, he was in there for a while after that. We don't want none of your toilet seat cocaine. <laughs> no like what the hell that was when he finally left us alone though he, was he got the message he was embarrassed at that point yeah well probably people usually don't pass up free cocaine right you know yeah. so he was like what's up with these chicks i was like this shit's probably fucking roofy not even it's not even cocaine it's uh, roofy who even knows I, the right. way he was coming on to us so strong he wouldn't leave us alone you never know <laughs> i'm like we're not gonna remember anything that happens after that if we do this right oh god could you imagine and then like we wake up like in a dump yard somewhere like just <laughs> what Missing happened a kidney <laughs> i said dump yard what is that <laughs> no well, and I think that's why we didn't want drinks from him either, because we were thinking that he was mm-hmm. he was acting weird, and because he be was that he's coked out of his mind. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a combination of him being weird and being coked out of his mind. His eyes were all bugging out of his head, and he's sweating. He <laughs> was like- sweating profusely. <laughs> We're like, man, you gotta go. You're getting sweat in my sashimi. (laughs) But so for me, like, I had never really been around drugs ever in my life. Uh, Maybe friends would have pot and that was kind of it. And so then I went on the real world and I still, I had maybe tried marijuana twice in my life at that point. I was 21 years old. I started going on all these tours, bar appearances, college appearances. There was drugs thrown at me every single night oh and yeah 100 percent. it was just so crazy to me to like experience that i now i've never been interested in it because i don't even really like the way marijuana makes me feel so i wasn't doing you know oh, i know i've got you high before <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is gonna never see the light of day right? <laughs> i have that recording <laughs> If but anyone wants to see it, you just let me know. I'll put uh, it up on our Instagram page. <laughs> no. Bitch, no. No. So then one time I was doing this appearance. It was this big charity event at this golf course. It was super flashy. It was for Range Rover, I believe. And there was, I think, four or five other cast members there with me. 
And one of the guys, and I'm not going to say his name because he's a cast member, so people would know right. who he, who he is. Throw anyone under the bus, right? And I mean, he—I don't know anything about him now. He could have a wife and kids. I don't need to ruin his life. He found out some really bad news, and he was crying. And then he asked me to go to the bathroom with him, and I thought he just wanted like sit down. And so Hug. I, yeah, so I went with him, and then he started Maybe doing make out. No, <laughs> no. but. <laughs> I hope not. But um, he started doing lines off the back of the toilet seat. And I was like, this is real. This is real life. Like, this stuff happens. Like, you hear about it, right? But oh. I had never been, like, exposed to it that way. Even though people would offer me drugs when I was doing these appearances, I had never, like, full-on seen it like that. I was like, okay, this is... You and I grew up two very different ways. <laughs> <laughs> And I grew up in the inner city, and I, I guess I was sheltered still. I went through the whole rave phase. Oh. Oh, yeah. Chicago, the rave scene was all the rage, right? Like, we would go to raves. We would leave and not come back till like, 10, 11 the next morning. And they had some of the coolest rave, like, places in Chicago and DJs and stuff. See, I would go to the rave in Milwaukee, and I would be that weird, hyper kid who was in the mosh pit, just sweating profusely, <laughs> <laughs> like, hyper dancing, uh, but no drugs. Very different lives i guess i mean i've definitely dabbled but in my in my younger youth you know i'm, I'm good with all that i lived through it thank god <laughs> the only thing i enjoy now is is really you know edibles that's it yeah love me some edibles. which i've never even had an edible either i don't know we had talked about this previously at some point maybe we'll record an episode uh where you'll give me the tiniest little nibble of an edible. I have really small <laughs> dose ones. You'll be just fine. Yeah, you think so. <laughs> you know what? As long as you don't make the classic edible mistake that everyone has made, and I have done it, I have done it more than once, which is horrible, is eating more edibles before the first edibles kick in. The worst mistake you'll ever make. Because by the time the second edibles kick in, after the first has already kicked in, you're already being drugged straight to hell. Like, oh my God. No escaping it. See, and I feel like every time I've ever done pot, done pot, I sound so honky-ish right now. But like even I get that feeling right away and then I don't like it because I can't shake it. Like I can't make it stop. It, to me, it's like when you're drunk and you have the spins and you can't make it stop. Well, that's how I feel when I smell That's from smoking flour, though. It, eating edibles is completely different than smoking flour. Completely no. different. They're two smoking different Smoking flour. I'm being schooled now. <laughs> <laughs> the flour, the bud, right? Like smoking is very different than eating an edible. They're, they're two completely different highs. So you will not feel like that at all eating an edible. Well, good to know. But that also reminds me of one more story that oh, God. <laughs> is so funny to me. So when I was working at Carnivore, I became friends with some guys that were on a Wisconsin sports team and I would okay. hang out with them wasn't anything like that like it's just hanging out they had recognized me from the show we all had gone out like a bunch of us had gone out so there was two of the two of the players myself and my friend Kate 
And we had gone to this bar called Hi-Hat. We were drunk and sitting at the bar. Where the asshole bartender was. Yes. Well, so this that's the next <laughs> night. But so so one of the players went to the bathroom and I was sitting at the bar with the other player and my friend. And long story short, night ends. Next night, I go back to this particular bar with you were there, mm-hmm. my friend Mikey. And was Kate along with us too? Maybe she was. So I'm sitting there at the bar with you guys and this bartender, an older gentleman, which was even more shocking to me, starts shit talking saying there was this girl in uh, the bar last night and she was on Real World and she was such a bitch and she was in with two players of a Wisconsin sports team and they were all in the bathroom snorting cocaine and and I was like – and I was like, do you tell – Go on. I forgot about that part. I forgot that they said you were doing drugs. Yes. Oh, my God. That's right. And he said one of the players was passed out on the floor and he had to help get the play. And this guy was probably a buck 20. This player would have been – was like four times the size of this guy. There's no way that guy would have been able to pull him out of the bathroom. But so I'm sitting there like, go on. Do tell. And Mikey's like totally egging him on. Like, what did she look like? And then basically it came out that – I was the girl that was in the night before. I don't know how the guy didn't make the connection either. Or how he didn't recognize you yet. Right. He and was probably drunk behind the bar. He was such an asshole because, first of all, don't spread lies like that because, you know, if that gets back to those players' bosses and stuff, they could probably get into big trouble for that. I mean, you're abusing drugs right. while, you yeah. know, it's mid-season. And I was just like, I don't even do drugs, first <laughs> of all. Oh. You know, so it was like yeah. – But he ended up eating his words and he kept apologizing. You could tell he was so embarrassed. But I was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. And people just – We kind of actually really gave it to him. We were like, who do you think you are? And it's not okay (laughs) to spread these rumors about people. And you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourself. And yeah, we did make him feel like shit. But you know what? Rightfully so. Like hopefully he learned a lesson. Well, it was weird too. what you say. Right. But he didn't – it's not even like we asked him anything. We weren't even talking to him. And he just came up and spewed out. information. Yeah. People are so bizarre. (laughs) I do have one fun story though. A light – fun story to share about corona and what everybody's doing with their quarantine lives. I saw this article and I don't know if you've seen it. (laughs) I've had a lot of time, so I may have. Man's tiny picnic table for squirrels goes viral. I did see that. (laughs) Maddie showed that to me. Prompts people in quarantine to build their own. A man built a tiny picnic table for the squirrels in his neighborhood to eat on, an idea that has charmed Twitter so much people in quarantine all over the United States have started making their own tables for the woodland creatures in their area. That's so cute. I think it's adorable. Rick Kelwinski, 43, told the news that he built the picnic bench and placed it outside the living room window so he could watch the squirrels eat while they were while he was having his coffee every morning. Aww. And then it shows a picture of the squirrel like sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Just dining in the air. Just dining on this little picnic table. And I think that that's so cute, right? Have have you seen the other one where people have been putting squirrel feed inside of those fake plastic horse head masks? 
and then the squirrels oh inside of it. it gosh. <laughs> You'll have to look that one up. <laughs> See, I love it that people are just like, okay, we're in quarantine, we're bored, but let's make the best of it. Let's right? get creative. We have a little like bird feeder. We put bird seed and fruits and nuts in. Aww. I like to I like to watch the birds eat. Except the squirrels always get the bird feed out of there. I'll have to make a picnic table. You will. Get them their own stuff. So I just thought that that was a fun little light story that I thought was really cute. Who wouldn't want to watch a squirrel at a picnic table? Well, I found a a story that is not light, uh, but it's funny because it's disgusting. In In California, a 32-year-old server named Nora Byron was caught on video taking a regular customer's hot dog. (laughs) oh no shoving it up her tutu she inserted a hot dog into her nether regions no 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 gina no oh my god miss byron started her work day at the dime cafe and she proceeded to have what she later called an average shift that is until jeff torres came in for lunch he was really rude to her and he was also rude to everyone he kept complaining about household the service was and he kept calling Nora babe which I wouldn't like that either but I'm not going to stick a hot dog inside my tutu Um, he started making rude comments about her appearance (laughs) and saying something like I bet you were something before electricity and stuff like that I can't say I blamed her for what she did so then they leaked this video of her and what happens is she (laughs) takes his lunch to the wait station she places the plate down looks around to see that no one is around and she inserts the hot dog into her vagina then she removes it and places it back onto the plate and serves it to him wait now was she like moving it in and out of her vagina was she like fucking this thing for a little bit (laughs) she might as well enjoy it right (laughs) you know Maybe she wanted to get that hot dog a little creamy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what you're hoping for. But then the story continues. Trouble started almost immediately when he complained that his lunch had a bit of a wang to it. (laughs) He started yelling for the manager. The manager arrived at his table. He took a bite and agreed. Oh, the manager took a bite and agreed something wasn't right with it. (laughs) What? What kind yeah. of manager just takes a bite of food that somebody's already eaten off of? He said, yeah, it tasted kind of strange. I just assumed it gone bad. I let the line cook and the dishwasher taste it too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't think much more about it than the other other than to refund his money and apologize. Things like that happen, but not like this. And then a week later, they were reviewing the camera footage and saw <laughs> no one going. Was like, mm, this tastes like <laughs> pussy to me. <laughs> God. But I was like, this is a perfect story. It's funny. It's disgusting. And we've already talked about this so many times. Don't fuck with someone's food. Just no, don't. I don't care don't. how angry they make you then. It's kind of clever though. She didn't spit on it. She didn't throw it on the floor. You know, What's like- worse? What's worse? If somebody has their vaginal secretions on your hot dog or somebody spits on it, what's worse to you? 
Here's my scenario. The guy came in there. He was being a dick to everybody. You know, I bet you the first thing that came to this waitress's mind, this guy needs to get fucking laid. And she thought to herself <laughs> that if she could give him some of her pussy in the form of somehow it on the hot dog. Somehow, somehow get it into him. <laughs> yeah, that it would get it into him and he would calm the fuck down. <laughs> Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. I no, think, I don't think so. I, She's like, this guy needs some pussy, and I'm gonna give it to him in no. this form because I won't actually fuck him. Right? I don't. I don't think that's how that went down. I think it was like somebody spitting in your food. <laughs> no, I like my scenario way better, and I bet you I'm right. Well, maybe we could get her on to interview her. I, I money says that I'm right. My scenarios are usually spot on. <laughs> in your delusional mind, they are. <laughs> But so here's a, a picture of her. Yes. Her Shove like that hot dog up there. <laughs> I'm all about it. Uh, ugh, that is so gross to me. <laughs> that is just. Oh, ugh. God. I like it. I like that story. She just thought he needed to get laid. That's all. Mm -hmm. I thought you would enjoy it. I also have one more story that's relevant because we talked about this last episode. The Boober Eats. Yes. They are no longer allowed to call it Boober Eats. Really? Yes. They're saying it's it says, too close to Uber. Yeah. It Come says on. That they will no longer be called Boober, Boober Eats, but Portland's Lucky Devil Lounge says it plans to continue delivering food as they have been. We saw the note on the popular strip club's website today. Managers say they got a cease and desist order from Uber, ordering them to stop conducting business as Boober Eats. Wow. <laughs> Lucky Devil staffers say they are hardly surprised and a little flattered that they got the attention of a major corporation. They say they will try and come up with a new name soon or perhaps even hold a contest. So they're still going to keep doing it. It says on their online announcement, the Lucky Devil Lounge says that it will continue to serve your appetite with food and socially distanced dancers. All right. Well, we get those nipples and hot wings at 10 p.m. You still do. You just can't call it Boober Eats anymore. So. You know what? That you brought up a good point for me, too. Um, last episode was our true crime episode, and I told the story about John Buttons and Rosemary Anderson. And I, um, John Button, it's not Buttons, I apologize. And the real murderer was Eric Edgar Cook. I mm -hmm. soon found out he was actually a serial killer named oh, wow. the Nightcaller. I don't know how I completely missed that, but he had committed 22 violent crimes. Eight of those were deaths. And oh, so, mm-hmm. And he had also had 14 attempted murders. I think that's what in is included in those violent crimes. But I have no idea how I completely missed that because that would have been interesting, pertinent yeah. information to go along with that. So if you're interested in that story, Eric Edgar Cook, there's a lot more in there. And it's that's cool because the, the pictures are older and they have pictures of all the other uh, people that he had committed heinous crimes on. I'm so, actually more surprised you missed that. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I was a little drunk last <laughs> week. So <laughs> I think we were really drunk on last week's episode. Oh, my God. I yeah. was like, have you listened back to that yet? Because I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you said like three times. I think we're going to have to re-record this whole podcast. <laughs> but I think, it, I think it went pretty good. I hope you guys could understand. <laughs> you know what? We're in quarantine. There's nothing else to do but drink. There's and no rules. 
in the quarantine. Talk with your bestie. Okay? Yeah, if you want to drink at 9 a.m., you you do you. Yeah. You know? I wake up now and I'm like, what time is it? Groundhog Day over and over, over and over and again. Over and over So today's episode is on drugs. I mean, we're already more than a half hour into this and we're finally, <laughs> but we've kind of touched base on it already that We've had some drug stories here. We had some listener stories, too. I have some really good ones I'm excited to share. Oh, yes. I have some good listener ones, too. And the first one I'm going to share is one of my favorite ones. I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, but it still (laughs) cracks me up. Police find man surrounded by Doritos after he called 911 on himself (laughs) for getting too high. (laughs) 911, what's your emergency? I need help. And what's the problem? I'm too high. (laughs) (laughs) But I honestly, I can relate. I feel like I would be this guy. Substitute the Doritos for Oreos. And this is my story. It said, as reported by Fox 2 St. Louis, a man in Austintown, Ohio, called the cops on himself last Friday afternoon after he indulged in some too many herbal refreshments (laughs) and found himself (laughs) on the intense end of a marijuana high. Hey, it happens to the best of us, but usually we don't panic so much. We call 911. (laughs) I wonder if now that we're all in quarantine, if the drug calls have gone up. Maybe, because people are just bored. Nothing else to do. I hope not. I mean, if we were quarantined together, I guarantee you would have had me eat some edibles already. And I would have. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't give you too much where you thought you were going to die or had to call 911. <sighs> See, I would be the safe friend. You're would... just such a sweetheart. Yes. He told the 911 operator that he needed help because he was too high. And when they asked what he took, he said, I just can't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> When the cops came to his house, they found him curled up in a fetal position in his room, groaning loudly and surrounded by Doritos, Pepperidge Farm goldfish, and Chips Ahoy cookies. Oh, yeah. Variety. (laughs) (laughs) So I just love that story. Yeah, that's awesome. So the next story I have is from Amanda. She said, a couple years ago, I ate a gummy bear that I found in a package at my mom's house. Had no idea it was my stepdad's weed gummy. As soon as I ate it, my mom started cracking up. I didn't find out why she thought it was so funny until I was sitting by the fire pit laughing my ass off in slow motion and then passed out. Next time, I'll read the actual packages of the candy at her house (laughs) before ever trying it. (laughs) Hey, it happens to the best of us. But I figured, you know what? Keep going with the edibles. I mean, honestly, that's what a lot of my stories are is edible. So bring it on. It was just one fucking edible, but man, that cookie was a killer. (laughs) My friend, also an ex, had been given a quarter pound of weed for free. Free. And so we were like, okay, yeah, let's make some baller edibles. That just seems suspicious. (laughs) Who's giving away a quarter pound of weed for free? I mean, maybe they were flying out somewhere. They couldn't take it. You never know. I don't know. I I can't come up with a scenario You know what? That's a good point because when we were in Jamaica last, we had met another couple and they had given us pot. I mean, we gave it to other people that we knew. So we used probably a third of weed in in all of these cookies. Way too much, but we were amateurs. Once the cookies were made, my friend was like, maybe you should start with half. Now, because he's my ex and was trying to tell me what to do, I was like, nah. I ate the whole damn cookie. Oh, man. (laughs) It kicks in. I'm having the time of my life. The weekend is playing. The sun is shining. It's a great fucking time until it all starts to go downhill. (laughs) My 
vision starts getting messed up. It's all in squares, and there are sparkles and shiny parts, very similar to how sugar looks on cinnamon graham crackers. So I sit down. I kid you not, I was so aware of every part of my body. (laughs) I've had this happen before. I can relate. I could feel every bone in my foot move. Then I realized I have dry mouth. It's hot. I'm starting to communicate with my friends, but my mouth is just so goddamn dry. (laughs) They can tell I don't feel well, though, so they offer me some saltines. I legitimately started to panic, had to text it out on my phone so they would understand. (laughs) The thought of eating saltines is terrifying. My mouth was so dry, I was convinced I would choke to death if I ate saltines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Then I realized that I'm not just hot, I'm clammy. That sweaty, cold, hot, disgusting kind of clammy that happens when you get sick. (laughs) (laughs) My skin starts to feel weird, weird too. I legitimately thought I was turning into a reptile or a salamander (laughs) or some shit. I told my friends who thought it was hilarious. Yeah, if somebody was high and told me they thought they were for real turning into, into a salamander. salamander. <laughs> of all the animals, too. Not just a lizard, a salamander. Well, because her skin felt clammy and it felt weird to her. It didn't feel normal. So she was already panicking. She's probably mm-hmm. thinking she's about to morph into a salamander, <laughs> which, yeah, I would have found that hilarious. <laughs> oh. I started to panic even more until I threw up and then passed out for two hours. Lesson learned, never again. My Ah. God. It's so funny that she was saying, like, it was her ex-boyfriend telling – it was her ex-boyfriend, right, telling her to – And I've done that before with a boyfriend. He would would do dip all the time. Ew. I think that that's so disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't – Sorry to anybody who fucking dips, but it's disgusting. It smells. You know, the problem is, is people always leave their nasty ass dip bottles everywhere. That's what's really gross about it. Everywhere. And when somebody is drunk and dipping, oh my God, it's drooling out of their mouth. Like they're working at a bar. You know how many (laughs) dip glasses I'd had to clean over the years? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But so we were camping and he was dipping and he knew how much I hated it. I said, well, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to do it. Oh, you know, no, like- you didn't. <laughs> no. So it was the one that was inside of a pouch. I put it into my mouth. Within 10 you seconds. so sick. I spit it out. I had the spins. I almost puked and I went and took a nap. I was so <laughs> high. I was like, this is not for me. And everybody we were with just sat around laughing at me, making fun of me. But, oh. <laughs> yeah, but. So that I, totally backfired. Totally backfired. You. But it makes me have even less understanding of why people do it. Gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. Taylor sent this story in. She says, um, okay, well, my best friend and I used to go on crazy benders all the time when we were like 17 to 21. Getting Xanax was kind of our thing. We got a bunch of Xanax and Valium for free through her brother and decided to whip them out at a house party. We ended oh, up in no. a <laughs> we ended up in a different state in a college dorm with no recollection of how we got there with complete strangers all dudes, and they said we basically walked in their house, challenged them to go shot for shot. They all passed out throwing up, and we played cards and smoked all their weed and then passed out and took over their bed. And then she does the shrugging emoji. (laughs) (laughs) 
We have one picture from that night where I'm drawing on one of them while they were all passed out in a bathroom, and that's the only proof we have that we were actually there. Our friends said we were talking about leaving and going to Penn State and finding a frat party. We ended up at a local college near my family's beach house in New Jersey, and luckily these guys were cool enough to party with us instead of, you know, rape and murder us. (laughs) The things we did in our youth. Oh my God, just so stupid. Like, what what are you thinking about getting high in in a group of people you don't even know? You're not, though. You're just like, woo, let's have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't think about consequences at that age, you know? Not at all. Like, that's not a real thing. You're like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I know. And I, like, look at my son and I'm like, oh, God, I'm in for it. If you're half of what I was like when I was in my 20s. Well, you may have it worse with your kids because I think you were a little naughtier than I am. (laughs) I think I was way naughtier than you were. (laughs) But you know what? Here's the thing is I'm going to know their move before they make it. I'm going to be like, listen, there's nothing you can do that I haven't done already. I don't know. Kids are trickier. You may not. How much? Don't burst my bubble. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Your daughter's gonna call me up and I'm be like, "Okay, I'll distract your mom." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this. This one is another bad edible experience. See, I love these stories, but I hate them at the same time because... It's going to make me not want to do an edible with you. or maybe somebody who hasn't, but, you know, they totally can. You know, it's just you don't want to take too much. You want to take a small amount, the right amount. Edibles taken in the right amount are so fun. And so it's a really good experience. But again, people, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you take too much, it is 100% a bad thing. I have done it. And then I've done it again, even knowing that I shouldn't do it. I won't ever do it again. Okay. It was a long time ago. Naughty, (laughs) naughty. I will not do it again. It was pretty bad. <laughs> okay. I wish I had read this warning beforehand. Some of you will hear about this shrug and say, well, no shit. That's what happened, dummy. <laughs> I'm a seasoned smoker and have been for nearly 20 years now. Had a trip to Denver and was very excited to try out edibles for the first time. Was actually nervous going to the dispensary. It's a weird experience to buy this stuff legally after so long. I agree it is. Whenever I go into a dispensary where it's legal and I'm like, Ugh, but it's legal now in a lot of states. It is a little weird. Guy at the counter was totally cool, explained what I should buy and proper dosing. Ended up with a cookies and cream candy bar and it was that was delicious. So I take his advice, eat half of the bar, mellow out in my hotel room, and wait the requisite one hour minimum, which I'm not so sure about that. It it can take longer than an hour for edibles to kick in, but whatever. Get a nice buzz going after about 45 minutes. After another 15, 20 minutes, I make one of the stupid... (laughs) 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 The stupidest decisions I've ever made, and I've done some dumb shit in my time. I scoff at my pleasant body high and think, this is nothing. (laughs) I proceed to do what you should never do on edibles. Eat more than you can handle before the first ones have kicked in. I chowed down the rest of the bar and settled in for a wonderfully chill evening. 70 minutes in and I'm getting good and baked. What a high. I'm watching SpongeBob and giggling uncontrollably. (laughs) (laughs) 85 minutes in, I'm thinking, holy shit, this is higher than I've ever been. 100 minutes in, 100 minutes in, starts to get bad. (laughs) Feels like my mind is buckling under the intense high. Paranoia sets in. (laughs) And I remember hearing the edibles peak 
just like an LSD trip, and I haven't peaked yet. Oh, no. I know. I actually feel really bad for this guy. 115 minutes in, I am in my own personal hell. Time is standing still. Minutes crawl like hours. I feel like the world is caving in on me. My body can't handle the overwhelming dose of THC. A flurry of partial thoughts make it feel like my brain is scrambling. 130 minutes in, I've gotten up for a drink of water and it's almost made me collapse. Lay down on the bed when I'm still. The high intensifies. I feel like I'm under attack by an unseen enemy. The high is unpleasant, out of control, and scaring the shit out of me. (laughs) Oh, see, I feel really bad for this person. Yeah, that one time that I smoked pot with you, I remember I was like, oh my God, Gina. I feel like this has happened and been going on forever. How long has you it were been? Like, when you're, is it gonna end? you're like, it's been ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're okay. Oh, 150 man. minutes in. Oh my god, it's still going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paranoia builds up into a full-blown panic attack. My heart is pounding through my chest. Wave after wave of negative thoughts pound my brain. <laughs> My girlfriend will leave me. I'm going to lose my job. My parents are going to die. The police are coming for me. Imagine as many negative thoughts as you can, then picture them all streaming through your brain in five seconds over and over, then repeat it over and over. Terrible. This still goes on. 180 minutes in, I'm telling myself to chill out. You just got a little too high. It'll be over in a few hours. Is he like (laughs) documenting this when he's like... Yes. This I love this story. But the thought of calling an ambulance is reassuring. I think of the cops filing a report on me and go back to being terrified. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part. 200 minutes in. <laughs> I cannot breathe. <laughs> I have to remind my body to take in oxygen. <laughs> No, I can 100% relate to this story. I can too. I have been that high where I'm like, I literally have to remind myself to breathe. And it's a really (laughs) scary feeling. (laughs) I start breathing in and counting to four, then breathing out and counting back to one. (laughs) 210 minutes in, I'm desperately trying to fall asleep or just pass out. When I start to doze, I'm startled back up by my body gasping for air. Again, fuck. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> 220 minutes in. My countdown method is failing. I hallucinate and picture myself surrounded by a force field that is generating my <laughs> by my breathing and counting. Oh, <laughs> this is so terrible. 240 minutes in, I'm losing my shit. I dry heave in the toilet, but nothing comes out. I'm pacing around, just trying to shake the high off. Finally, I collapse. Around this time, darkness is enveloping my vision, and thoughts occur to me that I might be dying. At this point, I'm okay with that as long as this nightmare ends. <laughs> <laughs> Success comes as blackness finally took me in. I woke up nine hours later, still a little high, and spent the rest of the day slightly buzzed. Final effects dissipated around 24 hours after taking my first bite. The next two to three days, I experienced a little bit of depression. What I theorize is my body's chemicals rebalancing after dumping out so much dopamine. Woo! Hope someone hears this and needs it. Don't want anyone to experience what I experienced, especially now. 
that this experience might have ruined edibles for me. Do not fuck around with edibles, man. That's a lot of my experience and it wasn't even edibles because I got super paranoid. Time would like it was stopped still. The next day I woke up, I still felt high, which I hated that feeling. And then I was so depressed. I was so mad at myself. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose this and this is going to happen. I can totally relate to this guy 100% from the time that I've taken too many. Having to remind yourself to breathe, like that was the scariest part for me. I was like, God, if I don't remind myself to breathe, I'm going to (laughs) die. And that's 100% not true. You're still going to breathe. Right. Even if you pass out, you're still going to breathe. I've never heard of anybody actually dying off edibles. All right. This story comes from AJ. Always had shitty weed in college. Then this new dealer came around with some serious fire. My best friend lived next door and came from money, so had a ridiculous bong setup. I got so high, I thought I was legitimately dying. My yeah. friends <laughs> my <laughs> friends had to call an ambulance before I realized I was just having a massive panic attack. Oh, LOL. <laughs> no. When I was in college, one of the neighbors next door or whatever, he was not a college student. I'm pretty sure that he was a drug dealer, but we never bought pot from him. But we always smoked together. Like we would match our pot with his because he had Mm -hmm. this giant hookah that was like wrapped in rabbit fur. And it was was huge. Wrapped in rabbit fur? Yes, it was this badass hookah. I mean, he had to have been in his 40s living in a college, you know, like apartment, you know, everyone else was in college. And we would just match our pot with his and fill that thing up and smoke hookah for hours. I do enjoy smoking from a hookah pipe. There's a restaurant called Casablanca when I lived downtown. I used to go there. Well, we would not smoke your kind of hookah out of the hookah. Yeah, tobacco. I don't even, see, I don't even know what go, what goes in a hookah besides <laughs> pot. I don't to- know. Ba- flavored tobacco. Psh, garbage. But I would get a, get a nice little buzz from it. It would last a few seconds until you puffed it again. And <laughs> I was, that's my kind of weak ass high. <laughs> You're such a square now. I, um. Uh, this one's about ecstasy. I like it. We're off the edibles now. There were probably 10 of us total running around inside of a small duplex that I and three others lived in. We had all taken ecstasy and we're all having a very good time. The night goes on and my friend Zach, and that's in quotations, so I'm going to go ahead and guess not using the real name. He asked me if I'd like to go down into the basement with him and sit into the strobe light. I told him that I'd be downstairs to join him in a little (laughs) bit. Almost simultaneously, everyone passed out. I was on the floor with some people on the couches and some were upstairs, but nobody was downstairs with Zach. The next thing I know, I'm awoken by the sound of a man crying, sobbing. (laughs) I started to get up to see what was going on. I saw Zach sitting on the floor playing Super Nintendo. I asked him what happened, and suddenly he got very excited and stopped crying. Dude, I was yelling at you for like 20 minutes and you wouldn't get up. Nobody would. I thought that you guys had all overdosed and I was... (laughs) So he plays Super Nintendo. (laughs) And I was sitting here waiting to die too. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, this is it. If I'm going, I'm going out with Mario and Luigi and Yoshi. (laughs) He was like, everyone else died, and it's my turn next, and I'm just waiting to die. (laughs) That's what she said. And the thing that I find most hilarious was his reaction to us not waking up. He thought he was going to die and decided to sit down and play Nintendo instead of doing something about it. (laughs) That's what my point was. 
Oh my god. Because I imagine he was probably pretty fucked up, right? He's like, well, I'm going to die with all my friends. I don't know when, so I'm just going to play Nintendo and wait it up. <laughs> I guess when you're high, you don't really think things through. But... Oh, man. I, I love that story. I do, too. I mean, I love video games, so I can relate, but I don't know if I thought everybody was dead if I would... Okay. <laughs> I almost spit out my wine. <laughs> You're like, well, this is it. It's me and Mario and Luigi. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out with Yoshi. <laughs> All right. So this one is from Mike. He said, I was at a bar with my buddy drinking. It was about 2 a.m. and we went outside to smoke a cigarette. Right by the door to go out, there's a table where everyone sits, drinks. No drinks allowed outside. I had sat my drink down and came back in shortly and resumed drinking it. I know being laced is a thing, but I've done that at this place a ton and being kind of drunk didn't use my best judgment. Anyways, my friend left with a girl. (laughs) Anyways, my friend left with a girl and I told him I'd get a Lyft or Uber home. While I was outside waiting on the bench, I said out loud, I feel fucking weird. I look over to my left and there's this very gangly pale dude with long hair next to me. (laughs) No. He was playing like medieval type pan flute music on a Bluetooth speaker. (laughs) Like like the music at a Renaissance fair. (laughs) He goes, yeah, you are. (laughs) I have like this funny ass visual. Next thing I know, he's in the lift with me and we end up at a local park. Who knows how long later I'm lost inside this array of trees at the park. I remember trying to climb the trees and freaking out over a rabbit. (laughs) I I cannot figure out how to get out and it's like 3 a.m. at this point. I'm texting everyone in my phone for help. Everyone, I'm like crying. Everyone just ignores me knowing I'm probably just drunk texting. I don't know what happens to the dude, but I finally find my way out and somehow got lucky enough to get another lift home. I ended the night by making a double bacon cheeseburger on the Foreman Grill. Who yes. knows? Who knows what I took or what was or what was reality or illusion that night? And I said, "Whoa! I wonder if that guy was the one to spike your drink." <laughs> probably he goes i'm 90 percent sure he was and i was like somewhat able to help myself but on the other hand i was like just fuck it let's do whatever (laughs) oh my god that i love that he was just willing to like go with it whatever fuck it let's do it let's do it this guy's playing (laughs) renaissance pan flute i was like and he's like seems like a good guy to hang out with seems like a legit dude (laughs) he has nice flowy hair (laughs) god i love it my friend lost it on acid once (laughs) which i've heard is a thing that you can like once you're i've never tried acid so i don't know but i've heard that once you start to have a bad trip it's hard to like get yourself out of it and you never know whether you're gonna have a bad trip or good trip i don't know whether that's true somebody needs to school me on this because i'm not sure We had ventured into the woods about a mile from our dorm room. It started to snow super hard, so we turned back. He was only wearing a light jacket. It's essentially a whiteout, and I turn turn around to see him standing still, staring at nothing but whiteness. I grab him, and he looks at me with dead eyes and says, Leave me here. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I live now. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's 6'4 and broad, but I grab him and get him walking again. And he whispers in my ear, I need to die here for you to survive. <laughs> I have to practically drag him through what's now a full-on blizzard. I know the way back, but convince myself I'm lost multiple times. We make it back, and he has no idea where we are or who he is for a good six hours. I think he is dangerously hypothermic and also tripping on three tabs of acid. Really scary. At the end of the night, we watch Monsters, Inc., and all is well. (laughs) That seems like that would be pretty trippy. But can you imagine, like, being high and just watching the snowfall? That's got to be crazy. Well, not if you're scared. I mean, he had somehow (laughs) convinced himself that they were lost, and the only way to save her was, like, for him to stay there. Right? So that was probably pretty scary. I know, but it probably looked awesome. Probably. My only experience with psychedelics was when in my early 20s, I was very drunk and somebody brought out mescaline and I thought that this was a good idea to try mescaline. I've never even heard of that before. Um, It's very similar to peyote. Okay. You know, so it's an extreme like psychedelic, like Indian tribes use it and stuff right. like that. They have their visions. Yeah. I had a lot of visions. <laughs> There was one point in time where I really freaked out. I started crying. I was like, am I, I was concerned that I was never going to feel normal again. Oh. Like I had a hard time walking, like getting myself to the toilet. I had no depth perception. Like when I was trying to walk, I couldn't tell where the floor was. Any room that I was sitting in was all of a sudden not the same room anymore. It was like I didn't even know where I where I was. And there was times where it was really like where I was really like turning inward and I could see that part of the psychedelic that is helpful Um, but then there was times where I was very aware of like what was going on and I felt very panicked because I was very not in control of my my mind or even my body for that fact and I was like what if what if this never goes away so it was scary because I was young and I didn't really know the people that I was with true story I do want to go on a ayahuasca retreat they have them in like Peru and stuff like that I've mentioned before I listened to the Aubrey Marcus podcast um it's something that he highly promotes because it helps you with like learning a lot about yourself and they say you only come to mother ayahuasca when like you're ready because supposedly it's like a really intense journey but um in these retreats in Peru, they have shamans that lead the retreat and it's led in a very safe environment and there's people there to help you and like assist you and things like that. Unlike, you know, my experience of this being 22 years old and wow, with a bunch of drunk people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a totally different experience. The ayahuasca retreats, like people who go say it's like a life changing experience. I, I can't imagine. It. It's well, like five to seven days that you go to Peru, you go to the jungle, you do it. I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I think it'll be gonna... a good time. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, weed seems like the most basic, so I would be scared to do anything else. A big, big win. I think, I think that's why I never did any other drug really besides pot was the the masculine scare. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I am so good. (laughs) I'm all set. (laughs) I would have to be in a, you know, safe, controlled environment like one of those retreats to ever be able to do something like that again, because it is so intense. I couldn't even walk. Couldn't use the bathroom. Couldn't put a hot dog up my pussy. Couldn't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Two-two. So for next week's episode, we will be doing true crime number two. 
Yeah, and I'm excited about this. I yeah. really like doing the true crime. It's fun. We've already mm-hmm. said the FBA yeah. files. FBA. That's one of my favorite shows. I, his voice is soothing to me. So we are still trying to figure out what we're going to call these episodes. So if you guys have any ideas of what we should name it, we're trying to think of something with blonde in the title still. Um, so send in your ideas. We came up with a few. But maybe we'll see what else other people have yeah, out there. Before we say the ones we've come up with, shoot us your ideas. What do yeah. you think would be a good name? Tag us on Instagram. DM us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Send it to our email at blondemomentspodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for uh, following us on our social medias, for leaving stellar five-star reviews, subscribing, liking, telling all your friends. I mean, we're, we're getting some momentum here. Here, and this has been really awesome. So thank you yeah. so much. We appreciate you. So I will end today's episode with a blonde joke. Yeah. Two- <laughs> Were you about to say tutu? It starts out two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> two blondes were talking. One says to the other, I've just taken a pregnancy test. The other replies, were the questions hard? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I almost spit out my wine again. <laughs>